We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Thursday morning edition, Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Palmer and Neil McCready. Jeffrey Wright will join us momentarily. New father, Jeffrey Wright. We'll see how it's going. We'll talk some college football, SEC football, not named Vanderbilt. Back tonight, Florida and Utah from uh, Salt Lake City, Missouri with an FCS game. So a lot to talk about. Some Ole Miss stuff to talk about as uh, well coming up on the podcast this is brought to you by Twisted Tea and also the Oxford Exxon every single day. They got uh, some specials for uh, home games, for tailgating this uh, this weekend, every home weekend of the year. You can get two pounds of pork, 12 buns, two sides. They get the extra point, which is a couple pounds of pulled pork, a bunch of buns, a slab of ribs, a side item, two slabs of ribs. A lot of specials going on there with Blue Sky and Oxford. Let them take care of all your tailgating needs. Get some uh, get some protein in your uh, in your tailgating in your diet there with uh, the Oxford Exxon again coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio this morning. Words in Amory, Mississippi six six two two five seven nineteen hundred is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within fifteen minutes and business hours. Right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and let's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Jeffrey Wright, all other guests join on the Campbell Clinic hotline. The Campbell Clinic is in Oxford now, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. The Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. To book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins always welcome at the Campbell Clinic Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. So, Jeffrey, joining us here uh, in a, a few minutes on the show. As uh, mentioned, meantime, we're um, just over 50 hours or so, 55 hours from Ole Miss's first game against Mercer there Saturday at 1 o'clock. Big news out of uh, yesterday, Caden Prescorn's health. Uh, going into the weekend, frankly, the first couple weeks of the uh, season, recording here at 8, 10 a.m. on Thursday. I always like to kind of timestamp these things. Um, I had commented on Trig yesterday, um, shortly after that, uh, with a huge hat tip to uh, Brian Rippey with help on this. Priest Corn had been in a boot uh, around campus at practice 
and he has a foot injury that very much has his availability in question. First few weeks of the season, we reported yesterday that uh, Priest Corn likely to miss two to three weeks, three weeks being the uh, the most likely option with this foot injury. Um, it was cordial, but everybody kind of had a uh, different bit of sight wars going on yesterday with everyone having some different uh, sourcing oh, really? and reportings. I mean, it was fine. I mean, just, I mean, no, everybody was polite. There's no, I mean, uh, I, I just, you know, you, you report. See, this is the best part for me. The best part okay. for me, I have no access to the other sites. So we okay. could be having site wars and I'm not even aware that I'm involved. Well, site wars is what was too strong. Like I said, everything was cordial. This was not one of those, like, whatever. So we uh, were told that, uh, and from a very good source, otherwise we would have run it up more flagpoles. Uh, I fully trusted where we got this information from yesterday that um, Priest Corn had a foot injury and was likely undergoing surgery today for that ailment. I am trying to get clarification. Again, I just want to put a timestamp on this. Clarification now that he is in that procedure, um, or at least is planning to be in that procedure here in the next uh, bit here this morning. Um, on three, uh, had initially said that they believe that he will play but not practice and stay in a boot, and they thought he would likely play on Saturday against Mercer. Um, had another report saying that they agreed with us that he was going to be out three weeks. And then another report saying that they had not determined whether or not he would have surgery today, but they would, we would know today whether he would have surgery today. Um, so I don't know. It got a little confusing um, at one point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and again, I'm, I'm really just kind of giving credit and laying this thing out here. I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not even being the, the dipshit this morning. Uh, and then uh, I th- believe 24-7 went the same way eventually that um, surgery was a possibility today, but that was not uh, that was not known for sure what that would mean for his 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 availability. Um, to Brian's well, credit, he had from yesterday afternoon that surgery was very much on the table and going to be scheduled because that's the thing. I don't it, when, when I heard all this, it's why I even trusted our reporting more is I don't necessarily think you decide at 830 you're going to have surgery at 915. That that kind of went beyond my scope a little bit when it's a minor procedure that's not going to keep, you know, it's not like, hey, this is an emergency situation that is going to uh, going to occur. I mean, you know, we don't do that with arms or elbows. We don't go, hey, you had the MRI. Let's go straight to the operating room for the Tommy John and and knock it out. I mean, I, I get the time sensitive nature of the football season, but um. Are you saying they schedule these things? They, they that that the because there has to be a doctor on hand prepared to perform said surgery. I mean, yeah. that is the way I would understand that. I mean, I don't think you'd want to go like, "Hey, Billy, here's a scalpel." Correct. And again, no one was rude. Like, you no, know, in the past, we've actually gone at throats over this. It's been like whatever. I am emphasizing this is a much tamer thing. I mean, to. To Chuck's credit, he said, hey, I'm kind of hearing this, but I'm not disputing anyone else's report whatsoever. They absolutely could be correct. I'm just telling you what I'm hearing. Okay, fair enough. Got no issue with that whatsoever. There was a day where this would be red meat for me, and I'd be all dived in. Now I'm just like totally checked out. I couldn't care less. Like, He's like leaning back in his chair. He's got the coffee (laughs) cup. He's like just hanging right now. It's I had a good morning. I got up early. Um, I, I went outside a little before six. There was a crisp crispness to the air. Have you been out yet today? Uh, yeah, it is. My, you know, you know, my, I've, I've told many times my daughter and Jeffrey are very similar in that if it gets below eighty, they're freezing. Uh, she asked for a sweatshirt this morning, Mister McGrady. She asked for a sweatshirt. Yeah, well, I, I went. It's running. not that crisp. I went running, and after okay. the run, I walked the dogs. I changed out of the sweaty shirt, put on a, a dry t-shirt, and. Um, 
walked outside and was like, ah, you know what? I'm gonna throw a little thing over because it was a little it, not chilly, but there was just a Christmas in the air. But anyway, it's six a.m. The moon, there was like a blue moon harvest. There was a blue supermoon last night. Yes, super that's moon. correct. It was huge. And kind of the you could see some of the planets and stuff and and um sunrise as as I was it was a beautiful day. So it made you, the, the Cubs are gonna play meaningful September baseball. They beat the uh, Brewers last night. Yeah, Cubs held off the Brewers three to two. It was a dramatic game at Wrigley and and uh they're they're gonna play meaningful September baseball. It means it could be heartbreak, but it's meaningful September baseball and Life's pretty good, you know. I mean, I wish nothing but the best for Caden Priestcorn, but it's out of my control. So we'll yeah. we'll uh, we'll report what we hear, I suppose. Yeah, Braves won again last night too. Damnest thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's. I say all that for this is to operate under the premise again, as of eight sixteen, that Caden Priestcorn is not playing on Saturday. It's to the best of our knowledge and information that we have at this current time and moving forward. That clearly changed the calculus on Michael Trigg because otherwise you're down to a true freshman, Hudson Wolf, who hasn't played college football yet, really, and then Kylan He. Uh, where kind of do you see this? What do you expect from Ole Miss in these three weeks? Should Priest Corn be out? Um, what is that? I mean, it's it's very clear and obvious, but something we do have to mention. What do you see for the Ole Miss offense in that interim? Well, I mean, that begs the question, what happens with Michael Trigg now? Yeah. Do you revisit that? Um, I think you have to. You don't have numbers otherwise. Yeah, no, I would. I mean, it begs another. What's what's Hudson Wolf's situation? I, I don't know. We've asked that question specifically and got very vague answers. Yep. Um. So that's not a lack of effort on our part to report. Um. You know. I, what does what does Trigg want to do? Does Trigg still want to be here? Has he made up his mind that he wants to leave? What, what, what's what's the situation there? I mean, there's there's a lot of questions. Look, if 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 a lack of tight end depth cost you in the first three games of the season, this wasn't going to be much of a season anyway. My opinion. Yeah, but, you beat Tulane anyway without Caden Priestcorn. If you're having the season that you expect to have. If you lose to Tulane or Georgia Tech and you come back and go, well, you know, the thing was we were down a tight end. Yeah. I'm probably going to be Henry's guy that goes, I'm going to guess there's more problems than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, I, I don't think I don't think Ole Miss is losing one of the first three games. Period. Like in full stop. So you've got some time to get him healthy. Now, look, foot injuries, and I don't know the extent of his foot injury and my next Foot surgery. Yeah, I have tried to get more details on his foot injury, and I do not have those as of this morning. Yeah, the next foot surgery I perform will be the first. So I, I'm I'm not going to pretend to be an authority here, but a lot of times foot stuff can be problematic. I mean, I have PTSD about Kevin Durant and his foot stuff during the heyday of the Thunder. You know, I mean, you kept hearing he'll be back, he'll be back, and then he wasn't back. Sure, and then. You know, then it turned into something more severe, and this could be something completely different. So again, I, I realize the foot is a complicated thing. Yeah, minor has been used multiple times by multiple people to the point that I, it seems to be the case. Uh, again, yeah. what does that mean? No idea. But I don't know. I mean, I, I you don't, also don't want your first time back being Bama. But if he's missing three games, his first time back is Bama. Look, Ole Miss plays 
Ole Miss plays Alabama in 30 days. Yeah, well, actually, it's less than that, right? 20-something days. Is it not four weeks? Is it three weeks? Well, it's it's technically three weeks. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean. Yeah, you're right. In terms of days. Very soon. It's fine. Doesn't matter. You're doing math, I guess, but it's okay. We'll just call it call it that. Well, they play on the 23rd today, so it's 24 days. Yeah, 24 days. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, it's got to be 23. It's a week 20, plus two because it's Thursday. Three days. Yeah. Yeah. ULM. Hey, if 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 the answer at ULM was 23 and you guessed 24, you'd get credit. Jeffrey, good morning. I uh, I was waiting. Are you, you there? Can I hear you? We good? Yeah, I'm here. All right, good. I was waiting on you for this. Neil doesn't know this is coming. It's fine. But I wanted you to log in. But we math, did this. math? No, not math. That is okay. not that is not correct. You didn't seem prepared for that either. Yeah, well, that's true. That's a good point. But uh we're gonna kick this off. Neil's picks week one debuting this morning. Okay. Neil has no idea where this is going. Oh. Do you? I don't. He that's did get good. a trip to fabulous Las Vegas out of this last year. That's true. That's a good point. He was technically the winner. Um, we're gonna read the we're gonna read the lead in Neil's picks this morning. After two straight Nils Picks championships, we had Nils Picks fell to third place, blah, blah, blah. Last year's champion, Jeffrey Wright, seemed overly focused. So did the winning, blah, blah, blah. Not worried about Chase and Brian. Okay. Let's back up to the last edition of Nils Picks last year. Okay. Uh, this is February 11th, prior to the Super Bowl. That headline. Another season of Nils Picks has reached the twilight's hour. Congratulations to one Chase Parm, who caps off a season oh. of authoring books with a Nils Pick championship Cruising to a fairly easy win. Oh, I didn't realize you won. I thought Jeffrey won. I won I by two games. No, 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 no. Hold on. I thought I won two years ago, but you won yes. the Neil versus Chase battle. No, no, no Jeffrey I, won. I, uh, yeah, I don't even know that part. I just know last I year know. I dominated the standings, and yet the entire lead this morning is how Jeffrey has rejuvenated and come back and now has no, I was a championship and a child to run through right no. now. I needed a storyline to build around because sometimes you have to be. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, we're good. There's one thing that I know about Neil's picks. We never, ever let facts get in the way of a take. No, no, no. <laughs> and well, especially, me... especially if we've got a narrative. Listen, yeah. we're all journalists here by trade. Yeah. We will hammer that narrative. I mean, I could take my experience at Neil's Picks and get a job at MSNBC. No I, I question. Mean, Any of the cable news networks. Doesn't matter. Hand me a narrative and let's roll down that road as far Roger as Ailes would be sitting does. there watching. That's good. That's good shit, guys. That's good stuff. There it is. That's a man. That's a man with conviction. That's what we need. Conviction. Who was that Tucker guy? Because this guy's much better. Yeah. Tucker can't Just write so like that. For the season last year, 103 and 88 against the spread for yours truly. Jeffrey, 94 and 96 against the spread last no, year. No, I, I told y'all. Remember yeah. that was uh, after the season we were doing the yeah. when we were doing when we were doing the exit meeting. I go, I told y'all if if Duke is nine and four, that's usually a pretty good indicator your boy didn't have a good year <laughs> in college football. <laughs> Duke would be the canary in the coal mine. TCU being under. Defeated for 12 games, that's going to be a canary in the coal mine for your boy. 
Well, I'll, I'll I'll apologize to you, Chase, and then I will say this: that I realized this week because I said it to Laura last night when I finished taping with Pete Deweese for that show. I'm like, holy shit! I forget how much more work there is in the stuff that we do in football season as opposed to like the summer. Even like oh, there's the no question. Stuff. Just, there's no question. There's a there's a school element of like I used to always believe. Your boy was never a, shall we say. I wasn't like I was a good student because I have a pretty good memory. So like I could do well in school. But like in terms of like staying on top of everything, I was horrible. And Labor Day weekend was always the weekend that I would have to decide, am I going to get caught up? Am I going to do it? Because there definitely is an element of when football season rolls around, you're like, oh, my God, we did all this. Yeah, I mean, like Sunday, Sunday was all day. And I was driving back from Clinton, so I I did 10 thoughts a little bit in the hotel, like super early, but I had to basically finish here. And then I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to set up every one of these content items so that I'm not overwhelmed first part of the week. And then Monday was full, and we had the quarterback thing this week. Tuesday is full, and I've added a podcast with Tyler on Tuesday, so that's now three times a week instead of two, and that's thrown me off a little bit. And then Wednesday's a full day, and today's a full day. And you look up and you're like, because everything is like, okay, if I'll just if I'll just give myself one day, I'll be able to sort of reset on Saturday with the game, and then we do it all over again week after week. And I probably should have gone back and looked for the standings, but the thought of going back and finding that was so daunting that I was like, ah, screw it. For some, but I legitimately believe Jeffrey had won. Maybe it's because I, I wanted Jeffrey to have won so that I could do the the um, the the child storyline here on week one because the week one storyline is the hardest one to find because once games get played yeah you got stuff that goes yeah someone's yeah. going to massively underachieve and we can begin to we can begin make to, fun yeah I mean like you know uh, to, to, to be clear lose. to be clear Chase in the in the admin system there is still a search bar correct there is yes that, that okay. is correct yes. <laughs> Just check. Well, hence why I found it this morning. Now, I read the lead I, and went, "Hold on." Be, hold I was going to say, to be to be clear, <laughs> if if Neil would have had to scroll back like fifteen pages, I would understand. But there is a search bar. There is. I, I to be honest, I didn't even think to go to the mm-hmm. search. Bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Football's Neil's back, baby. Super Bowl. Okay, hey. here we go. Uh, we're going to get into picks, but uh, Jeffrey Hausa has a couple weeks, member. Uh, so the last, the last few nights have been brutal. Um, it is amazing how it's amazing how one human being, and and I'm sure everyone out there is like, yeah, no, duh. What human being can be like the perfect child between the daylight hours. And then when, when it turns to night, the night is dark and full of terrors. Um, last night was better, but it's, it's, it's just been a grind. Um, and I would love to act like I'm the one taking the brunt of it, but my wife is like, my wife is the one that's just absolutely, I I don't know how she's doing it. And I'm, I'm not, I, I, every single day, like I'm in amazement, but you know, we're not doing anything that anyone else hasn't done. All I keep thinking about is how the hell do people do it with twins or triplets? Like, Two two of my buddies have twins, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I I have like a newfound respect for both of them because I don't know like how you would survive. 
think you, you just, just have you to each get take zone. one. You just get in the zone, man, and you grind. As simple as that. <laughs> you realize that you realize there's not going to be sanity for a while. There's that's not going to be. That's probably fair. Like it's it's such a daunting task. You probably don't allow yourself to think about it. You just like, all right, go, go, go. Yeah, you you don't have time to think about it. You just go. But it's football season, so it's time to get gritty. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, kind of felt like football this morning a little bit. See, I thought it felt like football all week. Like in Me- I don't know if it was a little bit hotter there, but like starting Monday morning, we finally got through mm-hmm. like the oppressive heat and you could yeah. kind of is that, is that football? Like yeah, that, all no. week. All week it's kind of felt like football. Yeah, 6 a.m. all last week was miserable. I mean, muggy. Oh my hot, god. Disgusting, gross. Like you were out. I, I was I was out getting my exercise in going, what am I doing? And and this week, especially the last two days, it's been downright pleasant. I mean, it was like invigorating today. And I was like, man, I know we have one more heat wave because that's just how it works. There's gonna be one more like 10-day heat wave that comes through sometime in September. But fall's almost here. And I, I love fall. I just do. I, there's something about the fall. And it's I don't your think favorite it's, season. I don't think I don't it's think, just I don't think it's just football. I think it's kind of a little bit of everything. It's about the weather, the way foliage. The foliage. It's about the way the sun hits stuff. It's just I love it. It's my favorite time. I don't, I really don't think it's about the football. I think football's part of it. But I don't think it's all of it. I like the postseason baseball, and I like the that the, the NBA gets started. And but it goes much more than all. It much more than sports. It's much, much, much deeper than sports. There's something sort of spiritual about it. Like I don't, I don't love the spring. I like spring, but I don't love the spring the way a lot of people love the spring. Well, I, I love the, the fall. There's two things I think about fall that give it an advantage over spring. Number one. If you're anyone that has anything re- resembling allergies, the spring is absolutely miserable. Like you just spend the entire spring not breathing. And then the other big deal is like, yes, spring can photograph well on its best day, but spring's like 70% rain. Like and it just rains all the freaking time. And it's also, this doesn't apply to Neil, but it certainly applies to Chase and I. Like there's nothing worse than. Okay, I know it's a beautiful day today, but it's rained 11 straight days, and so I just don't really want to go out on the golf course and just step in, like, puddles of water. Like, it's a tease. Like, you don't get that in the fall. The fall is a far better golf time than spring. It's not even a hot take. Because, yes, the spring, you get the great weather, but you get nothing but slop on the ground. It rains way too much. You can't do it. And oftentimes, the 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 grass hasn't completely turned green. And so yeah. dormant Bermuda, which we're all in the South, everywhere's Bermuda. Like it just sits there. It just like it just becomes like a a table for water. <laughs> we are all are going to be undefeated or winless after tonight. All taking the Gators uh, in Salt Lake. We, we we hate Florida for the season, but with Cam rising out, everybody jumping on the six and a half tonight, Jeffrey. I think what it really boils down to is. Aren't we at a certain level, subconsciously or not? Aren't we just saying like we don't really believe in the Pac-10? Yes, that's exactly I, I, what and I'm I think. We all feel the same way because it's like I don't think Utah 
Florida, Florida and Utah try to do the same thing. Like they try to be bullies and physical. And I just don't think Utah has as good of players doing it. Yeah. And I just kind of, I don't know. There's, there's someone's going to be dead wrong on Florida, either the Tyler Siski football people of the world who are like, Hey, it's Billy Napier. It's year two. Be careful writing them off or it's going to be us who are like, Oh, they really sucked and they lose a quarterback. And Graham Mertz was very average, very meh. That's being very, that very kind to him. Very kind. I know. I mean, look, as I, I told Tyler the other day, like, look, dude, I watched a lot of big 10 football. No joke. I mean, I, I watch more of it than I even understand why I watch it. And, Mertz was Mertz was average on good days. And there were lots of days that were not average. There were days where you're like watching him going, he's a bust. He has as many, I think he has as many turnovers as he does touchdowns. He's a smart guy. And I know he's gone there and he's worked really hard and he's going to be surrounded by some better athletes and I don't know. I, again, someone, one of the fun parts about they play the games, right? I mean, here we are. Are they going to play the games? It's going to be zero to zero tonight when they kick it off. Um, some some entity, whether it's those of us who sort of write for a living or the people who scout football for a living, someone's going to be wrong on Florida. Someone is definitely going to be wrong because you're right. There is definitely, it's not just Tyler. There's a There's a narrative coming out of Gainesville that, you know, Mertz was in the wrong system. This is a good fit for him. And yeah. I'm just sitting there going, I'm like, well, if you're an average quarterback, how, like, the the biggest difference between Napier's offense and Wisconsin's offense that he played in is that he gets in the shotgun. But they're both trying to be a power football. Like, they're trying to run the football and beat you with play action. You know, for all you can say about Wisconsin, they never, they never lack for linemen or running backs. No, like, and that's what Florida they protected had. him. But my biggest problem is, I don't know. Like, I just don't think Utah's that good, and especially without rising, I really don't think they're that good. Has he been officially ruled out, or is it just assumed he's not starting? I think he got ruled out yesterday. Yeah. Okay. So, the, the, based on the people who were reporting it, I, I think it was. Pretty pretty determined that he's out. I mean, he did tear his ACL literally on New Year's Day. Here's my thing about Florida. And I'm, I'm having a hard time with this. This is a little convoluted, so bear with me. All right. They had Anthony Richardson last year. Elite athlete. Phenomenal looking athlete. Can do everything. Played out of his mind against Utah last year. And you were like, oh, yeah, my if, God, you're, if you don't put him first off the bus, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. He he goes fourth in the NFL draft. Now it's the Colts. It's the Colts. It's the least predicted, least predictable organization in football today. Yes, but but still, he goes fourth in the NFL draft, and you replace him with the guy who we just talked about. And I'm supposed to buy the oh no, they're going to win nine games. I I, I just I, I can't. I can't wrap my head around all that. And I know all of those things aren't interrelated and it runs a lot deeper than that. But whenever I try to do Florida in my mind, I go back to they had Anthony Richardson and they lost to freaking Vanderbilt. I mean, they did. I watched it. They lost to Vanderbilt in November. 
And then I saw Florida in person in Las Vegas in December, and they sucked. And everybody goes, well, I mean, half their team was gone, and they were all checked out or whatever, and they were playing a pretty good team. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but still, they sucked. They weren't just bad. They sucked. That didn't even look like an SEC team. And so I'm supposed to believe eight months later, oh, no, they've put it all together. It's all together now. I just and, – and, hey, I, again – the next football team I coach will be the first, other than a powder puff team when I was in high school. But I'm I'm having a hard time with that. I, I just I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around. Oh no, Florida's going to be super improved. Tennessee okay, so going let, to go, go ahead, Jeffrey. Let, let me be clear to the audience. Um, if it hasn't been made clear before, I'm an idiot. I I firmly acknowledge I'm very dumb. You know what I think I'm actually forgetting in this game? Uh, this game will be played at altitude. Um, and I believe Florida's left tackle is a true freshman. Um, so I'm also like acting like home and away doesn't matter. Um, and environment doesn't matter. I don't necessarily have to believe that this is a nine-win team because I do think part of part of everything that Neil's referencing. Napier's not afraid to uh, get on his cell phone and talk to media types. And I think that I, I think it serves him well in, in this case. I don't know. I just watched I watched Utah last year, and I think Utah being the one team in that league that really zigs when everybody zags plays gives them a tremendous advantage. But Florida's trying to do the same thing that Utah is, and Florida's just going to do it with better athletes. So I don't, this isn't even necessarily an endorsement of Florida. It's more of kind of an indictment of what I actually think of Utah. Yeah, that's more yeah, than I fair. think that's, I think that's completely fair. Uh, Tennessee going to wreck Virginia on Saturday and run it up. Jeffrey, that's a, that's a decent line there at 28. The only, the only hesitation that I have with saying definitively yes is I believe so strongly that that's what's going to happen, that it's usually not that easy. I think UVA is going to be god awful. Like I think worse than like I think they could be as bad as Georgia Tech in the ACC. So the other thing is, you want to talk about narratives we're just supposed to buy into. Are we really ready to say like Joe Milton is like not Joe Milton? The only thing about Tennessee that I'm going to say is, and it's possible that everyone's wrong, but balls are back. I've talked well. I've talked to a lot of people, and they're like, "Hey, if you're gonna get them, you better get them this year." That they've kind of accrued talent everywhere. They've bought into Hypel system. Everybody in coaching really raves about Hypel. And the kid behind Milton, Nico, he's, he's turning heads. Like if Milton doesn't play well, I, I know they they. They would rather not put that pressure on him and let him take over in 24. But I just I keep hearing people go, hey, look, 24, Tennessee's a playoff team. I, I hear that from – I, I haven't seen them. I haven't been to practice. I don't know. That's what people say, though. People who I trust as football people in the coaching world. Yeah, I I don't know. I guess the, the problem that I'm having is I can I can buy into all that but there's a lot of hype around this team right now. And 
don't get me wrong. I'm the guy that's been, I still think that post pass that Joe Milton threw in the orange bowl for those that, that watched that entire game where the camera, it looked like he was overthrowing his receiver by 30 yards. And then all of a sudden a receiver appeared out of nowhere in the back of the end zone and it hit him like in stride. It's one of the best throws I've ever seen. The problem is I've also seen like every other Joe Milton throw from Michigan and from when he got beaten out at Tennessee and got benched. That it's that's just kind of where I'm struggling. Like all of a sudden he's become all of a sudden he has become, you know, the prince that was promised. I'm just gonna need to see a little gonna need to see a little more evidence of that for if Tennessee is gonna be the best team in the East that's not Georgia. Do you know literally anything about Ball State? Jeffrey? Not a clue. Yeah, I mean, All I know is I, I did a lot of research on the SEC versus the MAC. And did you know, no team since 2001 has played the MAC more than Kentucky? And not about that. When you land in Lexington, you feel like you're in the Midwest. Well, and the Cincinnati airport's technically in Kentucky, right? Yeah. I mean, in fairness, like that's kind of the formula that Stoops built. Kentucky with right is getting the leftover Ohio kids like getting 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 the guys that Ohio State and Michigan didn't want instead of like hey I'll go get the seventh choice of Florida like I'll go I'll go to Ohio and hey you want to play in the SEC so it it makes sense um but more importantly they played them successfully 10-4 and 1 against the spread in those games we're driven by the search for better But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. Okay, fair enough. You uh, I'm also, gotta keep- my, my, my new principle is going to be in the transfer portal era, really fade the Mac because the Mac feels like the one, like if you find a player that's any good in the Mac, like that kid is gone. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, like it, and and they've had you know they've had good players, but it I just think that that is a league that cannot compete in the NIL era. Um, you've got Hugh covering on Saturday. You're not you're you're not all bought in on the minute man after they knocked off knocked off New Mexico State last week. I'm telling you that quarterback was spinning it a little bit, Jeffrey. That's th- this is not your dad's UMass. 
Yeah, uh, Kmart, Kmart, DJU. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I just feel like that's the classic. That game was that game was way more important to UMass last sure. week. And this feels like eh, Hugh, Hugh's gonna Hugh's gonna Hugh's gonna spread the word on, on Saturday. You know also, <laughs> I've decided I think I've decided I'm emotionally hedging every Auburn game this year. I think I'm this is where you'll have an opportunity. I think I'm just going to cover them or pick them to cover every week so that, that way when they don't, I'll just be so happy. Well, you know, one thing yeah. here before Neil says whatever about Auburn is you make a valid point even looking at UMass's schedule because, like, they seriously have, like, some winnable games, like, yeah. or at least competitive. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah, look no, at no, it and you go, no, well, no, I mean, no, there's is- stuff here that – Maybe. I mean, so this game makes no sense for them to really get locked in other than just the obvious fact. I mean, their next two games are against Miami of Ohio and Eastern Michigan. Correct. This and New is Mexico and Arkansas you go, State. You go take your check and then you're done with it. But like they have they have a path to six wins. That path to six wins does not involve uh, maxing out at Auburn. If you're ESPN Disney. Don't you look at this slate of games and say to the SEC, hey, look, you want more money? You want more money? Get rid of this shit. Yes. There's a a lot of trash here. This is wrong. I wrote it in in 10 Thought or whatever, Neil's picks. I stand by this. I don't think anyone's been more critical of the fact that TV executives are running college football than I've been. I've been like, I feel like I was way ahead of this and, and talking about what a terrible thing this is. They are, let's be clear, they're right about one thing. Like, these games need to go away. Like, I'm sorry. Like, th- this, I, it was after, there's like a stretch on picks where we had like, we have like Ole Miss, Mercer, State, Selaw, Vandy, Alabama, AM. Like, and I just, I was like on a sixth game in a row. And I was like, I, we don't, oh, Georgia, UT, Martin. Like, yeah, Arkansas, Western Carolina. Yeah. Oh, my Alabama, God. Alabama, Middle Tennessee. I mean, it's trash. I mean, this I is get the two thirty ESPN game, the UMass and, and Auburn. I would say at least they're doing this week one because I don't know if y'all have taken a full peek at week two. Week two is going to be so much fun. So oh, at least fingers. do it week one. Do it week one because we're just so glad to have football back. But like, I, I'm I don't know. I'm kind of ready to be done with all this crap. Like, give, give me give me game. Like if I'm gonna have to sit there and and think about all the crappy aspects of college sports right now, like at least just give me the good games. Yeah, that's what I told Neil yesterday. I hate it, but let's get it out of the way. I much prefer this than doing all this in week twelve. Yes, I do. I completely agree with that. Agree. I mean, you can kind of get away with it on week one because everybody's yeah. just excited to have it back. But you know, even when you're excited to have it back, when it's thirty-one to nothing at the end of the first quarter. I don't want one coach at any of the schools we just said to say anything about the crowd in the second half. I mean, just like, shut up. Just shut up. You want oh, yeah. a crowd in the second half? Schedule somebody. Play a, well, play a game that has, an, I don't know, a scintilla of drama. No, I, I, I'm with you because my dad came by to, to see our, our daughter last night, and he's like, I'm going. <laughs> I'm just sitting there. I'm like, God bless you. Like, I, it's like him it's and, football. Him and, it's one. But it's like him and his friend. They've literally been. I think they literally went to games in college together. So we're talking about, you know, 
50 coming up on 50 years of like going to games together. And I was like, hit y'all miss the Mercer one. Like, I, I feel like that's one you can get away with. But if it was I week guess, three, yes. But you know what? I guess the argument would be, have y'all seen the 230 slate? Like, uh, I, he's not missing anything. No, no, no. no. So I'm saying know. this is Auburn UMass is the 230 ESPN game, for God's sake. I mean, I'm kind of like excited. We're going to get done around like six. And I go, well, okay, the only two games I really care about after the early slate, if there even is anything in the early slate, is South Carolina, North Carolina. That's 630 in Tulane, South Alabama. Yes. And no well, joke. Those are my two no, my, Those are my two Saturday night games in Cubs Reds. I'm I'm kind of fired up for Tulane USA. For sure. Absolutely. Because I'm Canadian in the you. In South Alabama throwing some shade in this game. Do you see what they're putting on the back of their helmet? No. no. The real Mardi Gras. Home ah, of the ooh. real Mardi Gras. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you've ever lived in Mobile, Mobile yeah, gets pretty salty. Yeah, Mobile gets pretty salty about who started Mardi Gras. They'll get a little chip on the shoulder over the New the Louisiana Mardi Gras stuff. Big chip. Well, didn't Big the chip. French start Mardi Gras? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm just going to. All I can tell you is that Mo, I, we never got involved in it. Because if you're not from, if you're not from Mobile, you're really not ever really a part of a Mardi Gras. Yes, also. Yeah, you know, I'm here in Memphis. Like, yeah, y'all do what? <laughs> but it's it's a thing in Mobile that hey, we started Mardi Gras. Yeah, Jeffrey's kind of like, yeah, Mobile started Mardi Gras kind of like the King James Version of the Bible is the original yes, text. Yes, like, he's kind of like, hey, hold on a minute. Like, that's what it was originally <laughs> written in. Uh, that's That would be Greek. <laughs> uh, speaking of, South Carolina getting two and a half in this one, I don't even necessarily know why. I, I've been on North Carolina in this game the entire preseason, so I couldn't reverse course now. Jeffrey, uh, you've got Carolina, the South Carolina winning by three. Sorry, I keep doing that. I'm actually going against like my number one rule, which is always take if it's if you don't really have that big of an opinion, it's under a field goal, take the better quarterback. Drake May is yeah. clearly the better quarterback in this game. I just I really think that it's kind of the it's kind of the Utah argument for me. It's I know Drake May's really good. Like I I I'm I love the guy. I just think it's the rest of of North Carolina that's the problem. And while I do think this is going to be kind of a step back-ish year for South Carolina, I still think they have more good players. I just, I wrote it in picks though. Every time I see this matchup, I just think about Frank Beamer. Like literally his best friend in the world, Mac Brown going up against his son. Like what is, what is emotionally, what does he go through on that? Like they bought vacations houses next to each other. Cheer for your kid and move on with your day. Yeah, I think that's I, I think that's the obvious answer. But like, yeah. You, you know, did have you did have the line of the thing that I had not thought about is Jason Simpson, he could pick an outcome when it would be his kid versus his own game. He's a hundred percent thinking about whether or not Ty's but whether or not Ty's playing. They're yeah. just going to Georgia to ke- to collect a check. <laughs> yeah. No, Jason Simpson told us they play to win the game. He oh, said of course, it. Yeah. We all heard it. Well, in fairness, though, weren't they playing a Matt Luke team when he said that? No, it was Hugh. I was 15. That was Chad Kelly. That was a good Ole Miss team. They got From 70 up. hung on them. Yeah, yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I was trying to think, did Hugh try to get like a women's basketball job at UT Martin at one point? Like That was <laughs> oddly him running it up. 
Yeah, he was really kind of fiery those first couple games. He was running up at everybody before they got into league play there in, uh, yeah, in 15. I, that was, was it like Fresno was, I, and UT Martin? I mean, seen, in, in fairness, they were getting ready for Alabama. And it was a game he thought they could win in Tuscaloosa, and they did. Yeah, that's fair. No, fair. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's just I've seen him have games where he starts to run it up for no reason. And I, the UT Martin was one where I was like, this is kind of weird. But, yeah, you're right. They They went into Tuscaloosa. And that team was ready to win that game. Our Sunday night game, also 630, uh, maybe the biggest of the weekend. LSU, Florida State, what is the biggest of the weekend? LSU minus two and a half. And uh, in this one, Jeffrey's got it a 10-point game. Neil's got an 11-point game. I've got LSU winning too, but uh, got some got some spreads here going on. Do I? This is my nuclear whale play of the year of week one. Okay. I don't know why I have talked myself into – there is no way LSU is losing this game. I think LSU. I think LSU is legit good, and I think Florida State is fake good. I think everyone's bored with Clemson, and everyone's trying to bury Clemson, and so the only possible option in the ACC is Florida State. I still don't think Florida State's that good. Florida State could go ten and two this year, and I'll be like, eh, okay. Like, look at their schedule. At this point, I'm so all in on LSU that I'm just cards are in. Because I'm if if they're wrong, I'm gonna I'm gonna hear about it forever. So I might as well just enjoy the moment while I have it. I think I talked myself into Alabama this week. I've done the full I've done the the I I've I have turned myself like Tasmanian devil in circles. The I, rule the games are shorter. They're gonna they're zigging when everyone's zagging. They're gonna yeah. have they're gonna be able to run the football. And I think, and again, I'm having to do the Alabama sports talk radio thing, but hey, I'm in sports talk radio and I'm not above it. I love it. I do think Saban likes this team. Now, the argument against me would be wasn't was it last year? Weren't there whispers of Saban's best team? Like the yes. one question I do have is does he still have the pulse in the sense of like knowing when his team is good? I suspect yeah, but, yes, but last listen. year was the one year that I got like the the whispers of the greatest team he's ever had and I don't know like it was very yeah. obvious like, by week 3 it's like this team's fine like they're going to yeah. win a ton of ball games but like that is nowhere near the best team I've ever seen him have. Listen, people and, and people love to come after the media, and and I don't blame you. I love to go after the media too. This is one where, when you people go, you guys in the media said, okay, listen, listen carefully. The people that were telling us that were in Tuscaloosa. That was coming out of the building in Tuscaloosa. That Alabama believed this was his best team. It wasn't us? Hell, I, most most people in the media don't know anything, but well, we hear stuff. Clear. That's where we, that came from. And to be clear, it's not like it used to be. You know, Neil could make a much better assessment when he was covering Auburn with with Tuberville because he was at practice every day. Yeah. For entire, nobody oh, I saw. Every, I saw every practice in the month of August. I mean, I, at the end of August, people said, "What do you think about Auburn?" I'd be like, "Well, what do you want to know?" I mean, I could tell everything about them. I had a really good feel. Now, I mean, even with Ole Miss, like we saw five six practices at the beginning we haven't seen a we haven't seen a team snap in three weeks i don't know what Ole miss looks like well and like i also thought about it 
because Mark talked himself into Memphis being better this year because he's he's finally buying into what they've been selling. But like I thought back to remember the 2016 team and we saw a decent amount of that practice. They thought they were going to be really good because on offense, they were really good and they passed the eye test on offense and offense was incredible that entire camp. Well, it turned out that the offense was good, but the defense was horrific. And that was the reason, part of the reason why they thought they were going to be so good is because if you got an offensive-minded head coach and his offense is looking good in August, they usually feel pretty good about it. What are you doing on your show today, Jeffrey? I presume we're getting ready for football, right? All right. Oh, you can. Are you allowed? You get two hours of that today? Yeah, we can do that. It's week one. Who's okay. Memphis play Saturday? They've got Bethune Cookman, so get ready, strap up. One and zero. Give me one uh, one non SEC game that you uh, you love from a betting standpoint, Jeffrey. I've got to I've got to do my picks with Tyler later. Uh, Tom Fernelli took Texas Tech against Wyoming. So at a principle for that, I love Tom. I I took that as well. Um, what was a what was another tasty line? Tasty line that I liked. Um, I do think I'm dead serious. Like I am, I am, I am literally maxing LSU on on Saturday. Uh, I kind of think Boise might be able to hang with Washington. Washington, yeah. I think because they yeah. can. I think they're going to be able to run it. That I line's take, like fourteen. Yeah, that's I'm a big one. I'm locking arms with our boy Cade, though. I'm taking I'm taking the Jags. I'm going to jag off on Saturday. Yeah, we're on. What are they the getting? Six and, Six and a half. Half or seven. Okay. All right. Enjoyed it, Jeffrey. Thanks for the time. All right, boys. Be good. Jeffrey Wright joining us there this morning. He's got a lot going on. A little busier than usual, so appreciate him uh, taking time for uh, for that. Just uh, if note, because it was a crazy scene last night, Nebraska putting 92,000 in for a volleyball game last night, setting the record for the largest women's sporting event attendance ever, breaking a soccer match record that had happened a couple years ago. Um, that's the only school in the country that could pull that off, but credit to uh, credit to them. That yeah. Nebraska fan base and their love of volleyball all at the same time. I've never been there. That must be a really interesting place. I spent I mean, one I mean night kind of, there, but no. I game. mean that in a nice way. I just, I just don't. I've never been. Did Their you fan like, base is really good. What was Lincoln like? I know you only saw a few hours. It was good. I mean, yeah, it, it was. It was very Midwest college town. But I mean, yeah, it was good. I mean, like there was no wow, this is overrated or weird or dirty or anything like that. I mean, I stayed kind of downtown, close to the stadium, and it was it was nice. It was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could walk around. They had a neat little kind of Saturday morning market area with farmer market and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it was, it had a, it had a certain charm to it for sure. I mean, again, I could have missed cesspool stuff all around me, but the part I saw was, was pretty neat. I thought we got into Lincoln on, I don't know, say three o'clock that first night, stayed there a decent part of the next morning and then left for Omaha. So yeah, it was, it was fine. It was good. Had breakfast. I think Nebraska is a pretty nice place in general. The state of Nebraska doesn't, Seems like it would be okay. Oh, Probably yeah. kind of flat plane, but the right. sneaky thing is the crazy extremes in the weather. You get all kind of snow, and then I mean, in the right summer of the College World Series, it's hot as hell. I mean, you yeah. get 
way both sides. I mean, if you like seasons, you get your seasons. You get the full season. Yeah. There's nothing mild about that place. Yeah, I would think the winters are pretty stark. Yeah, a little bit. You're getting the you're getting the cold, but I don't know. I mean, Matt Rule has me interested in them. I don't know how it's going to go, but I have interest. He's won pretty big, considering at every college stop. You believe in three years, Nebraska is better than Wisconsin. Ooh, Fickle's really good. Um, no, you've been down on Fickle. You're down on Wisconsin. No, no, no. Well, no, I don't no, understand no. the Phil Longo hire. I, I don't okay. get it. Um, so that's clouding your view a little bit with them, for sure. Okay. When they hired him, I'm like, oh, what a mate, what a home run! And then he hires Longo, and I'm like, I don't get it. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Look, the Big Ten and the SEC are going to be super leagues, super leagues. That's why I wrote in, in picks. I mean, this South Carolina North Carolina game is a precursor. It's coming. ACC's dying. They're not going to do the Stanford Cal thing. They don't have the votes. It's four teams holding out, and they're not going to budge, right? Yeah, and they want out. They want out. I mean, I, I think they're saying, if you want them to come take our place, cool, let us out. Right. And that's clearly not what the ACC has in mind. And I mean, there are some people that think we're not done with the conference realignment news this fall. I, I think we this are, fall? but I think... Oh, they think stuff's going to break this fall. Like teams are getting out. I, I'm, I'm not sure I buy that, but this time, well, ten months from now, I'm, I'm, I'm in. Next summer, I just think, I think the money at that point is going to be so obvious. I think it's already really obvious. And, and those, yeah. these AC, some of these ACC schools just look at this and go, "This is stupid." Do the math. Ole Miss released their uh, non-conference basketball schedule yesterday. It is uh, the release has been put up on the site, but they uh, also have the uh, actual schedule up on OleMissSports.com. Kicking off the season with uh, Alabama State, November sixth, Eastern Michigan. I mean, sorry, Eastern Washington, not Michigan. Eastern Washington on November tenth. Detroit Mercy on November fourteenth. Isn't that where Cal had a kid play? Didn't he have a kid transfer to Detroit Mercy? Um, you have no idea. Okay, I don't know. For some reason, that, that's sticking with me. Uh, Tad Pad game, Sam Houston State, November 17th. By the way, Vault Society members, season ticket holders, you can get your tickets for that game on September the 5th is the day that you need to reserve tickets for the Tad Pad game. All tickets are um, general admissions. People would ask me, can I you know, get certain tickets in the Tad Pad? Could you correlate it to maybe you were when you had season tickets there in years past? It is all uh, general admission tickets for the Tad Smith Coliseum game. Uh, November 22nd, they're in Philadelphia playing uh, Temple at Temple on November 22nd. And then the ACC-SEC Challenge, uh, North Carolina State, that is on November the 28th in Oxford. Eight o'clock tip by that, by the way, eight o'clock um, for that one. Memphis in Oxford on December 2nd, so on my birthday, Memphis uh, in town playing the Rebels. Mount St. Mary's December 5th, and then uh, UCF in Orlando on December 10th. They're part of the 2023 Hall of Fame series. That is against Cal and San Antonio on December 16th. That is a double header that includes Tennessee. I don't know who Tennessee's playing, but Tennessee is the other uh, in the other game there in San Antonio that day. 
and then three uh, home games to close out the non-conference slate. Troy, Southern Miss, and Bryant, but the Southern Miss game is in Biloxi. They are going to the coast to play uh, Southern Miss in that one. So I guess not technically a home game. That's neutral site. But um, it's December the 23rd, by the way. So if anybody wants to uh, cover that game for rebelgrove.com, <laughs> hit us up. <laughs> No, Neil's going to go cover that game in Biloxi. He's going to drive back, and then like the next day, he's going to drive to some god awful place for the, the the bowl game on December twenty twenty sixth. You know, just get there a couple earlys to settle in and 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 prepare and get acclimated yeah. to to wherever it is: Dallas, New Orleans, Charlotte, Birmingham, Houston, wherever. Then Bryant again on on a New Year's Eve. So if you want to spend your New Year's Eve with the Rebels, it's uh, the Bryant Bulldogs. And if you TDA. want a double header of covering for rebelgrove.com, <laughs> we can hook you up on New Year's <laughs> Eve too. Unless that's early in the day. That's cool. It typically is early. They've done that several times and it's been at like one o'clock or something like that. Yeah. But you're getting into bowl season. You're going to be going up against some bowl games. I'm not a big New Year's Eve guy anyway, so that's okay. But don't do it at night. That would be foolish. Eight o'clock. New Year's Eve with the Rebels. Didn't they have an SEC game on New Year's Eve a few years ago? It was at like five o'clock or something. For some reason, that does sound. Maybe right. it was Andy's last year. Or no, for some reason, I think one of Kermit's years they played Florida. Okay, I feel like one year it was a New Year's game against South Carolina, and they played the game. And I like a couple hours later, I saw Andy like out. He was like having dinner for New Year's Eve or whatever after the game. For some so that was that was sticking in my mind. Um, but anyway, yeah, New Year's Eve for the final non-conference game for. Uh, for that one as well. So tonight, uh, are we um, are we going SEC or are we going to put uh, Nebraska and Minnesota on TV too? What are we doing tonight? Are we doing Missouri or are we doing Big Ten? Now I was gonna, I was, I was kind of hoping we would do the Florida Utah game, and then I'm I'm more interested in in the Nebraska game than yeah. I am. I mean, okay. if Missouri can't handle South Dakota, we're aware of the Tigers at that point. So then sure. at that point, we'll be able to start making fun of Eli Drinkwitz in picks as early as next week. So we're going Big Ten. Don't you think? You're gonna yeah, we're going to we're, we're gonna row the boat. I'm watch a game that's got a little something Who are you to for? It. Nebraska. Are you? Yeah. You don't hate P.J. Fleck, though. You're okay with Fleck. I'm okay with Fleck. He's a little weird, but Lots of football coaches are a little weird. If you if you hold a little weird as a standard with football coaches, there's yeah, if, be, if that's the limit and that's where you sit, then you've got a I mean, you got a long list, bud. And, can, and look, I mean, most media is a lot weird. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying. No, very football coaches. Football coaches, on the whole, they're a little, they're a little off balance. Isn't that funny? Football coaches are that way, and like basketball coaches are the ones that you like to hang out with. You go talk to basketball coaches, and they're just kind of laid back, and they're a little eccentric, but they're kind of fun. They're a little and more cool. I'm using quotes, but it's yeah, – it's, Yeah, yeah, it's, And then, like, baseball coaches are really normal. But football coaches are. are – Yeah, baseball coaches are super normal. Football coaches are just bizarre sometimes. Just paranoid and just – Kind of crazy. That's true. If you give me the list, like of people I even sort of know in the industry, and go, hey, you get to pick a sport. It's basketball. I'll, I'll let me do with them. They got stories. They're going to talk. I've seen some crazy stuff. They're 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 neat. We're all in. It's good. It works. I did not know this. I saw it this morning. Story. Uh, 
from the athletic about MLB stats that players actually value in their careers. Cause I mean, we get so caught up on math and stats and war and XFIP and all this stuff. What do they actually care about? I didn't know this was a thing. An MLB gold card. After eight years of service, when a player reaches that threshold, he receives a literal gold card, which grants him and a guest free entry to any regular season MLB game for life. Oh, how about that? I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't either. Mm-hmm. What if the game sold out? Where do you sit? I, I guess they, you can walk in the, the park, I guess. I don't know. I guess that's the deal. Okay. You, you meander about, but go wherever you would like at that point. Um, the players that are big on trying to play through the season and durability, 160 games in a schedule is one that they care about. They call it posting shorthand oh. for posting up every day. It's a feat of durability, obviously just eight reached the 160 game mark last season. And then for a reliever, the number one thing was 100 strikeouts in a season. Oh, if you're a reliever. Yeah. So a lot of stuff in there, but that was, uh, a couple that they, uh, there, there was some baseball yesterday that was it had that playoff feel to it, and maybe this is part of why I woke up this morning. Just kind of when I walked outside and it was so nice, I was like, "Oh, this is great!" Like the not just the Cubs game, but the Reds Giants game in San Francisco yesterday was intense. It it, it was meaningful. Like we're down the stretch. Like I was we're in September. To, yeah, I was listening to the Cubs broadcast and uh, Jim Deshays. It was on TV, but I was I was occupied, so I was listening. Jim Deshaies said, when does a marathon become a sprint? Everybody goes, the baseball season's a marathon. And it Mm -hmm. is 162 games. I mean, you can't can't be super intense every day. You'll burn out. But he's like, I don't know. When you get to like 30 games, you've played 80% of the schedule. You kind of start sprinting. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean... You start noticing the, the the standings a little more. You walk in and glance over to the left and go, oh, okay, you know. Yeah, I mean, technically, the game today doesn't mean anything more than the game that was played on May the 6th. It's one game, one out of 162. But, God, it feels bigger, you know? I mean. It is my favorite part of, I guess, baseball in general, but really Major League Baseball because of the length of the season. You get it a little bit in college, but not the same way, is a team and a manager's ability to get through the dog days as consistent as possible and keep them entertained and engaged, you know, on their really good seasons, Joe Madden, one of the best at that, where you, Hey, let's, let's make things fun. Let's keep it whatever, but let's, let's stay locked in here. I mean, you know, let's, let's, let's focus on it. Um, let's, 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 let's get there. I think that's, uh, that's something that goes not underrated because everybody's aware of it, but yeah, it's every game commit means the same, but there's a different intensity, a different way you go about achieving that over the course of the season as you get in different months. It's the ability. It's also the importance in that sport, maybe more so than any of the culture that we talk about a lot, the chemistry. Mm-hmm. Baseball teams, even the great ones like the Braves, if you have a week to 10 days where you, you don't, don't play well, you know, you, things kind of don't click and you get popped and you lose a little bit. And you like the Braves had that stretch where they played in Chicago and then Pittsburgh where they just didn't play particularly well and they lost some games and you just need the you got to have those steady presence in the I was listening again it was about the Cubs it was about the impact that Dansby Swanson and Cody Bellinger have had coming from winning organizations the Braves and the Dodgers respectively and that 
when the Cubs went through that horrific May mm-hmm. in the first part of June where it looked like, hey, they're going to be selling at the deadline. Remember, that was the big storyline. And about how they just kind of kept things professional and light. And that stuff in that sport matters. It just very clearly matters. The ability to have leaders and um, just guys that when they speak, their words resonate in, in the locker room. Um, that that matters. And I think it's one of the things the Braves have benefited from is having all those young guys that came up that learned from Freddie Freeman and then learned from Dansby Swanson. And now even though those guys are gone, the that stuff still resonates in their clubhouse and they have new leaders and guys that sort of know how to do it day after day. The Braves are the Braves are so impressive. I mean, they are just they are a machine. And there's more to it than talent. Mm-hmm. It's approach. It's the just the consistency of what they do. It's even Anthopolis locking up so many of those young guys where that's not even part of the conversation. You just know Acuna and Riley and those dudes are playing for you and the contracts are set and it's just baseball because it's not that stuff with your stars. They can they can focus on that stuff. They don't have to think about yeah. hey, you know what what what's next for me? Where am I going? And for some people, that's not a distraction. And for some people, it is like I, I I firmly believe that was one of them. And it looks turns out they probably did the right thing, but it was one of the mistakes the Cubs made with that group years ago. Suddenly, the end of their contracts became this talking point. You know, which one are you going to resign, Rizzo or Bryant or Baez or whatever? And then that became suffocating. And some of those mm-hmm. guys, it it consumed them. And it was pretty obvious they're human. I get it. Yeah. I mean, you're approaching the end of a contract. You're not just a robot. You go home and your wife's like, so do we buy this house or what do we do? You know, where, where are we going to go? And, you know, where are we going to put the kids in school? And, and you know, are you going to get traded? Because if you get traded and I'm here by myself with the kids, that stuff that stuff happens. And the the Braves, like you said, they've locked all those guys up to the point that those conversations don't happen. Those guys, when they go home, they know this is home for a while. And, yeah, they're going to get several years of that and just not even being the case. Just go to the park yeah. and play baseball. His ability and then the Sean Murphy trade for them was just genius. Genius. It's not to pick on the Cardinals here. It was the that was the trade the Cardinals had to make and they didn't. And instead they signed Contreras, a guy that I love him, but no. Mm-hmm. And look where they are. Look where the it's not that simple, but man, that's a it's a big part of it. Yeah. I hate uh, I hate Jeffrey has gone for this part because if you're one of the uh, podcast OGs, Caroline Wozniacki was a punching bag for us for a really, really long time here on the podcast because of her uh, relationship with Roy McElroy over the uh, the years. She's uh, into the third round at the U.S. Open and her comeback after uh, having a couple children wanted to come out of retirement and try it again. She knocks off Petra Kvitica last night, who has won two Wimbledons during her career. So big uh, big win last night for Wozniacki. Tennis is not doing anything for me right now at all. I'm nowhere near where I used to be with the sport, especially the women's side, because I can't even name a lot of players. But for whatever reason, that that perked my ears up, and I am kind of pulling for Wozniacki to find, to find a little bit here. Uh, in New York. So we'll see. Yeah. And I think the statute of limitations on the fallout from her relationship with the world. <laughs> <laughs> <I think, laughs> they are both remarried with children. It's okay. I yeah. think we can, I, we can proceed there. I think we should be able to move along without rehashing <laughs> that, that trauma. 
that broke it with a, like a post-it note or something. I don't know. I forget what it was, but <laughs> yeah, she's uh she's married to David Lee. Oh, the former basketball player. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those will be athletic children. Yeah, got a shot. Yeah, they're yeah, gonna dominate yeah. the local soccer league. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Yeah, it, it is. It is my favorite running gag when you're like, you know, you see the thing coming up and you go, hey, by the way, you know, Agassi and Steffi Groff's kid come into the junior circuit pretty well. It's like, no shit. Really? <laughs> really? What a shock. <laughs> Wonder how. You don't think genetics might matter, right? You know, yeah, LeBron's yeah, yeah. good at basketball. Really? That's a stunner. Yeah, I've got a couple. Uh, I've got a couple buddies who will talk about you know some former Ole Miss players who have kids coming through like youth soccer or something. Goes, he's so fast. Went, yeah, that's how that works. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty quick out there. It's uh, you see the way this works is the there's the sperm and the egg and there's this DNA thing and turns out that that matters. Yeah. So anyway, uh, again, Florida and Utah tonight. We'll have that uh, on a, te- a television during Hanray's guys. Hanray's guys presented by Southern Heating and Air, Comer Heating and Air. That's seven o'clock tonight for that for a uh, kickoff for the inaugural edition. So of we've the got season. Real quick, we've got a lot of content coming to you on yep. MPW uh, late this afternoon. Uh, heading into our show, the uh, butcher versus the dance instructor uh, that gets started. That goes live at four thirty. Uh, it's about 35 minutes, and then uh, Pete Deweese and I taped last night Pete's Pigskin Preview presented by Riverland Roofing. Uh, that comes on at 5.30, it's almost an hour, so that's going to get you to almost 6.30, and then uh, Chase and I will be with you at 7. So if you're just hanging around, um, having a cocktail, watching some football, waiting for games to get started, waiting for us, there's content on the site that I think you will enjoy. So we'll have that coming up again tonight. And then uh, Mercer Ole Miss, 1 o'clock on Saturday. Post-game show for that, presented by Dead Soxy, coming up uh, shortly after that game ends. Uh, well, hopefully, probably not rehash a ton of Ole Miss Mercer unless something goes weird. But Tulane and Ole Miss coming up seven days after that. So we'll shift to the Green Wave and their game against South Alabama as well. So hope you have a wonderful day. Talk to you again tonight. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.